Hello, and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mommy, as my daughter calls me. We are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, aka modern day educators navigating all the things. We are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equity, equality, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh uh-ohs and boo-boos. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything that we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy banter we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving the water cooler conversation online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa? I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, and we are coming to you on a different day this week in observance of July 4th, the holiday yesterday. And Emily, I heard a rumor that you were feeling a little bit tired today. So were you out with a fireworks party last night? No, that would not be my style. (laughs) No, it would not. That is true. That's you. Um, it is, in fact. <laughs> I am tired because you are inspiring me so much to get up and get moving. Oh so my goodness. Let me tell you about it because, you know, last week you were talking all about being an amazing gym panda <laughs> and it made me want to get my, my, um, you know, caboose and gear. So I, um, I signed up for a yoga class this morning at 8.15. Oh, that's wonderful. It would have been. But, oh. <laughs> um, <Uh-oh. laughs> you know, I had to uh, have Maddie at preschool at 8 o'clock. Oh, boy. To be this able is to tight. Make it to, yeah, to be able to make it to the gym by 8.15. I signed up for like a whole week. I'm like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be my new morning routine. And, um, about seven 45, she's sitting on the couch watching Coco, like refusing <laughs> to eat her breakfast to get dressed. And I'm like, yeah, I should have started this whole process of like getting her out the door about an hour ago. Uh, so anyway, we did not make it to school by eight o'clock, which means I did not make it to yoga this morning, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to see Marissa today and I guarantee she's been at the gym. She's living her best life. So <laughs> I went on a yog and for everyone listening, that's with a soft J or a Y. <laughs> a yog. Is this, is this like glorified speed walking? <laughs> I mean, it could be at times. It depends okay. on like what section you find me at, but it's okay. like a aggressive, oh, I can do this jog. And then you get in there and you're like, yeah, no, I can't. I, I so can't <laughs> It's like an interval, um, like a soft interval walk slash jog. That's but fantastic. I did it. I'm so proud it. of you. I am hugely proud of you. Tiny claps, tiny claps. Thank so they're not you. too loud, but oh my gosh, uh, I love that. You're, you're a yog panda, a yog. Like, I don't know. You're, you can't be a panda. You're not, 
I don't know. Something that moves with a good yog fox. Oh, that sounds cool. Yog fox. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, I, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I mean, can you just see the serotonin seeping out of me yet? I just oozing. Yeah. Okay, yep. that's what I thought. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling very, very great and tired because of my yog. That's. I'm so proud of you. And you know, it yeah. does. It changing like your entire morning routine for yourself is really hard. And then adding a toddler into the mix, you have to be forgiving. There are days where it's just not going to come together. It's not, and that's okay because you know you have the next day to dry again. And today you learned about how much extra time it's going to take to get your kiddo out the door and to be ready to, to tackle yoga in the morning, 815. I'll be thinking of you at 815 tomorrow. I'll be sending positive vibes and, uh, you know, just always stretch first. That's my, that's my reminder. (laughs) Always stretch before yoga. Always stretch before (laughs) yoga. Just a little, just a little. (laughs) I mean, you're probably naturally stretched anyway, because you chase a toddler all day. And I don't know about you, but I find myself in some unusual positions, just living toddler mom life. Um, and partially dodging whatever food she wants to share with me, which is often pre pre salivated upon. Um, (laughs) it's, been a really exciting time around here where she's been eating lots of different things, eating wonderful foods, and just wanting to have that shared experience, which is awesome, except I don't want it straight from her mouth. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's less of my favorite thing. Uh, so not only are you oozing serotonin, looking great because you're on this new, you know, self-care uh, endeavor, but you sound great today too. Oh, finally, it's it's not to quote Lizzo, but it's about darn time. <laughs> That's Lizzo, right? I don't know who Lizzo is, Emily. Oh my goodness, Marissa. I never thought I would be cooler than you, but it's official. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it on, on TikTok. It's about darn time. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I have watched a million of these dances. I just didn't know who it was accredited to. Yes. Accredited to. Yes. Okay. I have even considered doing one of those dances. And then I realized, oh, wait, I can't dance at all. And so I watched a bunch of the tutorials and I was like, I can't do better than these people who are intentionally failing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, that's okay. I mean, you, it's, it's not a requirement. I, it's not. It's not. So in a minute, anyway, maybe it will be. It was about darn time I started feeling better. I am like 95%. All my, right. my ear keeps going like in and out. Like I can, it keeps popping like every 30 <laughs> seconds, which is a little bit annoying. Constant but, airplane. Yeah, exactly. I um I'm I'm just glad that the listeners don't have to like hear me struggling through today's episode as much. Um and <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons why, like, I, I actually got out and yogged this morning in addition to just being inspired by you was, oh my goodness, I finally feel good. What a blessing it is to be able to go outside, to be able to work out and just get some fresh air. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm so excited for you. And you're here. You've got new uh, headphones on. You've got a nice pro mic set up in front of you with the Teleteachers logo. Love that. Uh, It's it's a brave new day for you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Your new adventure is beginning. There's so much going on. (laughs) Yes, finally. It's like, you know, well, and I also have to, um, and I'm going to turn this over to you because I want to talk about your Let's Eat Kids t-shirt, but I just want to (laughs) say, One comment is 
uh, for all of those us super goal-driven freaks, mm-hmm. um, July 1st is like, you know, it, it's, it's almost like resolutions. It's the second half of the year. Um, it's so inspiring and drives so much energy. Like over the weekend, I was just thinking about goals and reflecting and what do I want to do in the second half of the year? So I think there's just, um, you know, this mindset of, I, at first I was like, oh crap, it's July. And which starts our <laughs> new fiscal year at teachers. Mm-hmm. It's just like all the things that are like boring and drab. And then I'm, then I was able to reframe and think, yes, what are we going to do? It's in the your new year. Yeah. yeah. It's your new year in a, in a way that's awesome. And, and you're tackling it. And Mary Budisa, who is coming back on today, her birthday was July 1st. I might remind that's you. Right. So I bet she's going to have plenty to talk about as far as how she's going to embrace this new year. And I'm very excited about that. And you called out my t-shirt. I did. My t-shirt is one of my favorite t-shirts and for many reasons, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll take a picture of this for everybody. And it says, let's eat kids. And then it says, let's eat kids. And the only difference in it is the comma after eat. And there's a big old dinosaur. And underneath it all, it says punctuation saves lives. <laughs> I got to take a photo of that. Let me take a photo of that. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes, that's good stuff. <laughs> yes, Where do you and- even find this gear? You know, I'm one of those people who just, they watch, they watch the internet and, and Amazon comes through for me. It really does. Mm. Uh, I find t-shirt companies that I like, and then I just, I stay on top of them. T-Fury is a good company. I like them a lot. Um, and then just, just Amazon watching to see what's, what's trendy. And, uh, yeah, I like to have my unique t-shirts and my daughter also, embraced this t-shirt today, which was so cool. I got her up out of bed this morning and she woke up and she saw the dinosaur on my shirt and she immediately grabs the dinosaur on there and she goes, jump, jump, jump. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, that is what I tell you. A dinosaur dinosaur says is jump, jump, jump. So then of course that turned into a game of pretending my t-shirt was eating her. And it was a great way to start the day. It really was. That's so cute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so how was your fourth before we go on to all of the things we're supposed to talk about? Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was much lower key than yours. Um, <laughs> but we made it to the beach uh, yesterday. Um, Maddie was hopping in the waves and she, that girl is fearless. That's awesome. She is totally fearless. She, um, it was pretty rough at the beach actually. And uh, we were in the surf and she was like, you know, I had her in my arms and we were like jumping with the waves and she's like, no, simming, simming. And she like <laughs> wanted to be submerged. And so this wow. is this maybe it's another reason why I'm tired, but it's just like this arm workout of like, you know, having, holding her in the water and having mm-hmm. her legs kick. And then when a wave comes, like putting her over my head so she doesn't, you know, get a face full of ocean water, yeah. but, um, that was fun. Then we came home, um, she went to bed and then, um, there were some beautiful fireworks visible um, right outside uh, oh, the deck. That's wonderful. So, and we also went to a parade, which, um, you know, is kind of somber to talk about now, mm-hmm. but it was, um, 
it was a beautiful time in our new local little neighborhood. That was just so, so sweet and fun. But. I'm so glad. Now, ha- Maddie is fearless of the water. So is Nora. And for that reason, we actually start uh, swim lessons tomorrow. Had Deb, you done swim Maybe. lessons with Maddie or is she just a natural fish? Um, no, we haven't done swim lessons because... I checked out the price on those things and I'm like, mm-hmm. now I know there's no price on safety and we're like very safety conscious and working with her on her swimming, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not dealing, dishing out hundreds and hundreds and literally, I hope yeah. you got a good deal on this. I did. I did. It's one of the reasons that we, we finally signed up for it because I also was looking at prices and I was like, oh honey, we're going to teach you to swim in the bathtub <laughs> at that rate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I got very, very lucky and recently met a friend who had her child in swim lessons and he's an infant. He's only five months. And I said, well, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like, how are you possibly affording this? And she had a recommendation for me. And it's this swim school here in Charleston that um, instead of kind of having the overhead of having a physical location right now, they have certified instructors, but they as an agency rent out private pools. So they have locations all over the city. Um, but they're, the, the pools are at someone's home. So they have a little bit of that, less of that maintenance fee. And, uh, you know, it's still not inexpensive by any means, but it's a lot more affordable than many of the prices that we were quoted. And Nora is 100% fearless. Um, and I'm, I'm just concerned that she will see a pool that doesn't have the right fence on it one day mm-hmm. and she will hop right into it. So I need, I need to know that she is going to be able to manage herself should that ever happen. And uh, so, yeah, I'll report back on that tomorrow, but it's going to, by this time tomorrow, we'll already have had our first lesson. So How very exciting. Yeah. She's going to love it. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. It's uh, I think we're signed up for 12 weeks. So for the next 12 weeks, I'll be getting in a pool. So talk about motivation to get in the gym. <laughs> Wait, so this is like a mommy and me swim class. Mm-hmm. So up until a certain age, you do attend and you're in the water with your child. Um, and so we will be in I, their beginner program. So there could be babies in our class, but it's it's recommended up until age three, three or four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, you are in the water with your baby and then there's an instructor and I think it, they have about up to six kids. So six kids in their adult. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I hope, but we'll get her in there and, and no swimmy, you know, she doesn't wear a swimmy for it at all. And wow. they teach you to like swim after a little, uh, toy duck or something when they're ready to go on their own. And Nora has a natural doggy paddle, which is really nice. Um, she just kind of took to that, but uh, I, it's going to be a little hard for me, I think, because I'll be getting in the water with my child with no protective gear on. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be interesting. I, it'll be a little bit hard for me to let her go. I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. but she'll love it. We'll, we'll figure it out. And it's nice because they do scaffold the, uh, the learning too. So, you know, if you have a little, a little, little bitty baby, who's just getting comfortable with the water, you can work on that. But if your child is older, they work on prolonged swimming underwater, mm-hmm. et cetera. So they really do kind of, uh, adjust it to the kid, which is really exciting. And I'll be curious to see where Nora lands on her comfort level when she doesn't have a flotation device on. So they always say, you know, what is that phrase? Um, Begin with the end in mind. Right. How amazing will this be, you know, in 12 weeks when she's 
a confident swimmer and you don't have to be worrying as much about, exactly. you know, her being around water. What, what a great thing to be doing. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be fun. That's part of my, you know, inspired summer here is, is figuring out what kind of things am I, am I making time for? Uh, and this is one of them as we get to hang out every day and, and spend time together where now we have a swim date each week. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And one more thing on the note of my child, if we have anyone listening in New Zealand, I really need to ask a favor. And I know that's a very odd starting point, but I've told you before of her love of the Wiggles. Well, (laughs) the Wiggles are on the Australian and New Zealand Rolling Stone cover. Whoa. Yeah, they're huge. And they're calling it the year of the wiggles. Like this is super like she, evidently my child is super on trend. I had no idea. Yes. And uh, yeah, I really want to get my hands on oh. a copy of this Rolling Stone magazine. I just think that's so cool that the year she was obsessed with it was the year that they I mean, they've been around for 30 years and they've never been on the cover of Rolling Stone before. You and have to frame that. Yeah, like, I put it know. in a shadow box or something. Have you checked eBay? Not yet. The, I think it's just coming out right now. So I will, of course, probably with every other Wiggles obsessed person that doesn't live in Australia and New Zealand, be looking and scouring the internet. So if anybody out there listening happens to have one of these, I will purchase it off of you. Please contact me. Uh, but I think, I don't know, what a cool piece of memorabilia. And um, yeah, so me and all my other uh, wiggly moms, as as we now call ourselves, whose children have grown up uh, listening to this and we know all of the songs and the personal lives of all of the adults who are part of the Wiggles are obsessed with finding these uh, this magazine here across the pond. So we'll see if anybody out there is listening. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I will report back 100%. <laughs> It seems like everybody's traveling, you know, uh, to Europe or overseas this time of year. Somebody will bring you back one. That's manifest. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just going to put that out there that somebody who's traveling to that side of the world might be able to find this for me. So I have to see who's traveling and where right now. Hit hit up the Facebook and see if uh, see if anyone can hook me up. I think I have some friends in Britain right now. Maybe they could get something. We'll see. Anyway, (laughs) to be continued, everybody, to be continued. Add this to my summer project list. (sighs) All right. So let's talk about the things that we're actually supposed to talk about. For example, do you have an influencer this week? Because Yes, I do. I want to hear all about it. Yes. So they have 3.9 million followers on TikTok. It's just like me. Carlo. (laughs) I know, right? At Carlo and Sarah. Carlo and Sarah at Carla, Carlo and Sarah. Okay. Um, So they are a husband and wife couple. One is American. So the wife's American. The husband is Italian and the videos that they post are just all about, um, his, uh, I don't know. He gets appalled at things that Americans do, um, (laughs) like the way that we cook pasta and, some of the things that we say, and it is just so fun. It's good, clean humor uh, for the most part on um, just cultural differences and with everybody, you know, living their best Italian life right now for everyone traveling to Europe and whatever. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's um, those of us that are 
parked here in the United States, uh, having our hot girl summers on the couch watching <laughs> Netflix instead of Europe, yes. traveling Europe, we can yes. um, get some good entertainment out of out of this husband and wife duo. Oh, that's fantastic. I feel like I have seen them before. That sounds very familiar. So of course I will be following them now and uh, seeing if they are the people that I'm thinking of. But um if they are, they are very, very funny. And my recommendation for the week actually is, is kind of entertaining, in my opinion. If we, I'm, I'm recommending to follow Dwayne The Rock Johnson because, really? yes, I adore him because not, you know, if you look at him, you're thinking of like this tattooed muscular guy and, you know, you might have your own stigmas as to what that means, but he hits it on all aspects so yeah does he post things about his his sports team and his workouts and all that kind of stuff certainly but he posts he's like especially on his Facebook I prefer to follow his Facebook over his Instagram because he actually writes things it's like listening and 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 following a friend as it is as if you know he's he's just kind of reporting about his day you know how he got up and what his kid says and he is just such an incredible father and loves his children so much and you can just feel the pride oozing out of him whenever he posts something about uh one of his children and it's it's just a nice healthy feel good celebrity follow And so I highly recommend, particularly on Facebook, Dwayne The Rock Johnson or on Instagram. I think it's just at The Rock. Uh, Also, I need to be known by something cool like that someday. Hashtag goals. Um, Yeah. I I know. I'm I'm just not. I'm not there yet. I mean, someday, someday. I'll be cool. So, okay. Okay, fine. I'll follow the rock. <laughs> yeah, That's I know. You be poor a thing. One. Okay. <laughs> you poor Sparkle thing. made me do it. Yeah, yes, she did. And it's so funny because as like I said, uh he has he he does he does some self-promotion things. One of the things that he promotes is his energy drink. He has a healthy energy drink, and his promotion on that. Uh, came up on my Facebook feed the other day as Nora and I were sitting on the couch waiting to go somewhere and she was scrolling Facebook with me. Like, you know, my mom of the year award, I'm sure is in the mail. <laughs> anyway, she, she takes my phone when we get to his promo post and she's looking at it and she won't give the phone back to me. And I'm like, okay, are you obsessed <laughs> with the rock? Like, do you know that this is the voice of Maui on Moana? Like, are you sensing this somehow? And he's got this most ridiculous face on it's his signature eyebrow arch. Yes. And a duck, he's doing the duck face. Of course he is. Okay. And my daughter is just focused on this face and I go, well, what's he doing? And she turns and she does the duck face. And it was the funniest thing in the world. And I got a picture of it. So of course, I'm going to put it up on our Instagram. I shared it personally on my uh, own Facebook feed, but I will put it on online and inspired because it was just one of the funniest things that happened to me last week. And uh, yeah, that led to my recommendation for sure. So So. have you shouted him out yet on social media? Just on Facebook. I will on the Instagram today, but on Facebook, I definitely did. I was like, look at this. You're, you're inspiring the next generation with duck face. 21 months old and she's doing rock impressions so that's got to take her somewhere right of course absolutely all right so before we let in mary how about a book recommendation do you have a book recommendation i do i do um it is called napkin finance 
Oh, I like and that. I know. Build your wealth in 30 seconds or less. And what this, it's by Tina Hay, founder and CEO of Napkin Finance. So one of the reasons why I love this book, especially being, um, you know, I don't want to subscribe to any uh, gender stereotypes, but it is really powerful to be a financially empowered woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet there is not a lot of opportunities for us to gain education and knowledge about finances in, um, you know, little easy to bite off chunks. And so this um, book, I, I'm going to just going to show you this on so you can see it. It has the page that I'm showing Marissa is all about stocks and investing huh. in the stock market. Oh, it's all drawn out in it's almost a cartoon. Out. Yeah, exactly. It's all infographics. So, you know, sometimes you can get on YouTube and, you know, watch some finance bro talking about something boring, or (laughs) you can, you know, for those of us who are visual learners, this is perfect. It's it. Imagine a friend is sitting at a bar explaining something to you using a napkin and drawing like really easy to understand things. Not saying that, you know, I mean, certainly we're capable of, um, you know, running with all of these, uh, aspects of financial literacy, but, um, for, I just think this is so empowering talking about retirement and, um, 401ks and investing and credit cards. And, um, wow. Anyway, this is something that I think every young person or person that never built a solid foundation of financial literacy should read and have and just continue to reference. That's awesome. What a cool like uh, high school graduation gift. You know, that's what I'm thinking, you know, that, that person who's kind of really stepping into the world for their first time as a, as an independent adult, uh, what a great gift that would be. Uh, That sounds really cool. I I mean, can you imagine like our little babies are going to be talking about like NFTs and Web3 and all of that. (laughs) Things that I'm not going to understand (laughs) any better then than I do right now. (laughs) But that's going to be the, the kid of the future. The kids that we're raising will be, you know, very uh, financially independent and knowledgeable and literate. And um, to do that, we've also got to do that ourselves. So this was... This, this is, is how awesome. we get ahead. I have to understand <laughs> this before I can expect her to learn it from me. Yeah. So learn finance on a napkin. Okay. Um, I yes. will get my napkins and my, my little uh, Bic pens and start drawing diagrams and, and understanding what's going on. That is definitely a book I wish I had younger, 100%. Same, I think same. that I would have maybe made some better educated choices uh, if I had understood a little bit more about the world before I came out. Totally agree. Ah, let's see. How about my book, my book recommendation for this week? Oh yeah. Okay. So again, this is almost like my bucket list summer. It really is just trying to, I've, I'm not as busy as I typically am, even though I have a toddler and, uh, I pulled a book off the shelf that I have had sitting on it since 2014 when I bought this book and was really excited to read it. And then life happened and I never did. It came out in 2014. I bought it in 2014, like brand new. And I cracked the binding, maybe, maybe never read any of it. So this book, this summer, this book that I'm tackling next is called Not That Kind of Girl. 
A Young Woman Tells You What She Learned by Lena Dunham, who I don't know if people know who she is. She shows up on a bunch of celebrity lists. Um, I don't particularly know who she is. She's just supposed to write in a very comedic, real truth um you know, clear opinions kind of way. And she's been compared to other authors I enjoy, like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling. And so this book has made a ton of, you know, like empowered women lists and, you know, that kind of funny autobiography. And I'm really looking forward to kind of uh, tackling this, this hopefully feel good book next. So uh, we'll see. I'll report back and let you know if it's good, but I haven't read it, but I'm going with it. If anyone wants to read along with me, I'll be reporting back in the next couple of weeks, 100%. So getting it off my shelf, finally tackling it. Not that kind of girl. (laughs) Hey, eight years later, you can do this. That's right. Here's hoping it's still topical. (laughs) Oh, it totally will be. It will be. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. All right. With that, it is 1230. We are going to let in our special guest. And are we going to sing happy birthday? I mean, you you should. Oh, I should. I should sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to wait till her little, I'm going to see her face. I'm going to see it. Here it comes. And I'm going to break into song. Are we ready? <gasps> happy happy birthday, birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Happy birthday. A couple days late. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back again. Absolutely. We can never have enough Wonder Woman. I, and partially just because I really want to hear how your party went. Oh oh my gosh. So much fun. (laughs) So I had um, a Wonder Woman pinata Mm -hmm. that um, a person who like custom makes pinatas made for me. And um, I was really excited about that. And then I also had um, a Wonder Woman cape uh, and T-shirt. I didn't go full Wonder Woman ensemble this year because I feel like being Wonder Woman ready is being beach ready. And Mm. both of those are- We were just discussing this. They take time. They They do. They do. A different level of commitment that I was really feeling this year. (laughs) But see, mm-hmm. I have some rings. That I see your bling. I had a Wonder Woman um, cake and cupcakes. So the cake <laughs> had like airbrushed gold Wonder Woman logo on it. Mm. Um, my my best friend made that for me. And then she made cupcakes that were my favorites. Coconut uh, and strawberry crunch cake. Ooh. And blue and red frosting with lots of little wonder woman accoutrements on the top and um then i had like a wonder woman sign that said happy birthday so um that my my daughter helped me make and my son and then we stood in front of that and we took pictures and so i mean it was a whole wonder woman festivist i've got to say that is amazing this morning you know i'm drinking coffee out of my (laughs) Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman mug. Mm-hmm. And I carried this around. Oh, the entire time. my, my gosh. For, you know, got to stay hydrated. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> um, so many great things. I'm going to send you pictures so that you can Please. have those because it will be uh, a thrill for you to see me in all my Wonder Woman. I cannot parties. wait. I hope you don't mind if we share that to some of our listeners as well. So. I mean, this, is, this is the thing. My whole motivation was. I love Wonder Woman, obviously, 
um, I've always loved Wonder Woman, collected Wonder Woman stuff. But I was like, I'm going to have a Wonder Woman themed birthday party. And I turned 49. Why wait for 50? Yeah. Right? Why wait? Oprah had a big blowout at 50, but Stevie Wonder is not going to show up and sing me happy birthday. Right? <laughs> we um, don't know and, that. You know, and Keanu Reeves wasn't able to make it. Oh, it's a shame. I did think it was pretty cool that he showed up at like Formula One just to like hang out or something. And so I was watching that video. And then I found this amazing picture of him with Norman Reedus, who's my favorite character from The Walking Dead. Oh, so, right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like okay, so right? he couldn't so make it together. to be with you, but okay. maybe, you know, spiritually. Yeah. What he was doing. And there was this, this um, park ranger who was sandwiched in between the two of them in this photo. And I was like, this is the luckiest woman on the planet right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, but I too felt like the luckiest person on the planet because people came and I think that, you know, my friends, like I didn't expect people to really show up. I knew, I knew my family was going to be there, but like, you know, some of my friends came through and brought their kids and like they hit the pinata and Aww. it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it became this thing where you really, I really felt celebrated. I really felt loved and it was nice to have. And, and it was a party that I threw for myself. And I mean, Hey, why wait for other people to throw me a party? And they probably would have, but I was like this way, I got the things that I wanted. And then I gave other people gifts on my birthday, which was another thing. Of course you did. That's so you. That's, that's amazing. And I mean, the gift of the memory of that party is so much, and I'm taking inspiration for this because on my afternoon to-do list is to make invitations for my own birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) My July 25th. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be designing some, some invites later this afternoon for uh, my birthday, which is not going to be as amazing as Wonder Woman themed. I know. But I'm tossing around some pretty cool ideas at the moment. So that's going to be amazing because it's your birthday and because you're being celebrated and that's that's the important thing. So you just remember that the things that you want most on your birthday, do them for you. I love that. I love that. Other people will try to read your mind, but they can't always. And I think the important thing is if there are like elements there that you are celebrating you because we don't celebrate ourselves enough. I tell people there are two things that you need to do well in life. One is to celebrate well and the other is to grieve well. And I think we have to have balance of doing both and being able to do both really well. And celebrating is something I think we do a lot less than we really should. But Mm -hmm. if you've been through grief, right? Any kind of grief. It can be from the monumental things that involve, you know, like people and the, and the, the different things that are like, you know, those daily, like, oh, this is really chipping away at me. But if you acknowledge those, then it also gives you a chance to find reasons to celebrate on the other side of those things. And I think it's important to have both. Mm-hmm. I do too. I do too. I have been somebody who has sung the importance of celebrating birthdays for so long in my life. And I love hearing, and you know, and it's not just about birthdays. It's really any personal accomplishment or, hey, celebrating that we're alive today and it is Friday and let's do this awesome thing, you know, uh, and, and it's all ties back to living inspired, which is, you know, where Emily and I kind of started this whole thing. But um, 
I love, I love to throw a party. I love to attend a party and I love to throw parties for other people, but it's kind of the first time where I'm really saying, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to throw my own party. And I think I stole that idea from you. So maybe I owe you a royalty or something, but I'm pretty sure that this idea happened after the last time that we talked. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just, I'm just going to do it up this year. Why not? I can't, there's no reason. I love it. And by the way, you are a party. (laughs) One of the really nice things is that people gravitate toward you and they know that's where like a center of fun and just good energy is, right? (laughs) Sometimes people think that if we're fun, we're not ever serious. We Mm -hmm. are. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know, right? Emily, Marissa, they're inspiring people. They're bringing in like this this energy and people want to be close to that, you know, not just because it's fun, but also because if you're going to talk about important things, or you're going to talk about things that matter, even the things that are tough, that you're around a group of people who you can get some positive energy from. Absolutely. Now, now Mary, I, I love that you say that we need to grieve. Well, I think that's something that we just you know, pass over a lot because, and you look at our current environment, it's like, okay, well, if we grieved well, wouldn't we be grieving all the time, (laughs) you know, um, in, in some essence of it, but I don't know, how have you, how have you figured that out? How have you figured out that balance? I think that grief is a way of honoring things. It's maybe honoring things that you hoped would happen that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a way of, of honoring a time in your life that is passing like a chapter that mm-hmm. is maybe ending, or even when you're putting a pin in something deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and mostly what that means, I think in healthy ways, because there is some grief that probably can look like it's really not healthy, but mm-hmm. right. We don't decide that for each other. We just know that, that, um, being able to, process something and then learn from it, move forward is part of really grieving well. And um, my favorite holiday, and I know a lot of people are into Christmas and Thanksgiving, which any food holiday is okay with me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I like the Day of the Dead. I appreciate how Mm -hmm. it is um, celebrated in Mexican culture, because I think when you consider that losing a loved one is painful, right? It's in, it's appropriate to grieve that. But then if every year you're revisiting it and saying, you know, I'm still, I'm still grieving. That's still hard. Um, what are some other ways that you can bring something into that, that also lets you capture the memories and think really beautiful things, um, about someone or something that you've lost. And so day of the dead, these beautiful ofrendas that some people keep up all year long, Um, surrounded by marigolds and with pictures of people so that their memories don't disappear. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think that's, it's, it's huge to be able to have that, but also this celebration where you prepare a meal, the favorite meal of the person who's gone, and then you go and you eat it in the middle of a place that otherwise could be just filled with nothing but grief, which is a place where people are buried, but have this meal and say, we're honoring you we're celebrating you. We haven't forgotten about you but look at how the family's coming together for something that's positive um, and celebratory. And, and I think that more of that um, is, is what we need uh, in, in some instances. Right. But the other thing about grief for me is just 
you get to take time Mm -hmm. to acknowledge those things that you've lost. Um, A lot of people lost jobs, were laid off during, you know, COVID. A lot of people grieved just having had COVID. I mean, something as that we take for granted, like the sense of smell or taste, right? Yeah. Um, Acknowledging that when you feel sad, when something has happened, that you you get a chance to spend time thinking about that. You know, I mean, um, I know people who survived cancer, but during, in the midst of it, had to grieve a lot of things that they lost, whether it was their hair or whether it was, you know, the ability to feel good all the time, right? Or to just feel like a normal day is waking up and being able to do X, Y, and Z and not being able to do that. So it's okay to acknowledge that and then to celebrate the days that you um, feel better or when things are different because grief and celebration delineate things, right? They give us a way to look at an event um, and to acknowledge it, to mark it in some way. Yeah. That's beautiful. I could listen to you talk all day. I'm just sitting here. (laughs) I have my coffee. I'm like, yep, keep going. I I feel you. I, I, I will. Put one of them on this call. Give me a number. I will. They need to listen to their mama. Because <laughs> they know when I'm like, oh, you guys know. And they're like, oh, oh, it's one Uh-oh. of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have those people who just like their eyes roll back in their head and mm-hmm. you know, they're about to go all in on a story, <laughs> on a full on story. I could listen to you talk and tell stories all day and never get bored at all. I'm just, I I hang on your every word. I truly do. And I understand your love of uh, the day of the dead. I really do. And I was teaching in a classroom for students who uh, had very significant trauma in their lives um, when Coco came out. And I think that really brought awareness of Day of the Dead and honoring those who have passed to kind of the mainstream and non, you know, Hispanic culture. And my students just were like, well, can we do that? Because many of them had experienced loss. So we kind of had this impromptu day of the dead on not the day of the dead where we could bring in pictures and, you know, talk and kind of almost grieve. Cause I've, as I've said before, you know, like your classroom is your family. Um, mm-hmm. Every that's that my students, my, my coworkers, et cetera, we become a family. That is the goal of any classroom that I'm in. And we were able to just kind of process that, you know, what do you remember um, then and have that that grieving time together. And, you know, we, we weren't able to, it was obviously not a religious thing or anything like that, but what we did is we wrote letters, you know, to those who had passed and we kind of, you know, sealed up our, our thoughts and, and our, um, our feelings and, you know, kind of just as a way of kind of coping with what had happened and they could choose mm-hmm. to, you know, leave them with me and I could take good care of them. And I, I locked them up and have them. Um, but uh, yeah, or they could, you know, give it to their parent if they wanted to talk to them about it, that kind of thing, or if they could just keep it together so that they always have their feelings on paper in case they ever want to look at it. Uh, right. But it was a very, it was, it was awesome how much awareness that Coco brought to, you know, kind of that amazing celebration. And I wish we saw more of that. Um, I struggle with, I struggle with grieving because I'm always like, okay, well, we have to cope. We have to move on to the next thing, you know? So I'm one of those people who struggle to make time for it, but that also applies through, because I say, if I ever get hit by a bus, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's my, I'm like, if I get hit by a bus, please know that, you know, no one 
should grieve at my like remembrance thing. I want everyone in tie dye and I want Disney movie, Disney music playing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I straight up want you to have a party. And if there isn't a keg there, then you're not honoring my wishes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're having a full on way. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's it. It's like, listen, like I'm, it. I'm, if I'm going out, like I want to be remembered as this was the event, you know, look at what crazy tie dye outfit Uncle Joe came in. And, you know, boy, they really tied on on and took pictures with the casket. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> you want it to be that, you know, I've seen some interesting, like, um, reality shows around like funeral homes that do these really elaborate like things where somebody um, instead of being in the casket lying in state they put them in a in their favorite like easy chair yeah. and their like favorite <laughs> team garb and like people are walking by and I'm just like well now this is something <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm there with it but I'll yeah. tell you what if they if they bury me in a Wonder Woman costume, I don't know if I'm going to be upset about it. I, can, I, I can't be upset about to it. To each their think, own. You know, it's like whatever they can they can um, you know puff me up in all the right places so that right. it looks really really good. That's that that <laughs> that's is that how embalming works? Is that you just? Get to that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm going out crispy. Thank you very much. So I just want, you know, put me, put me in like a, a Cinderella looking castle or something like that, you know, or some, you know, crown, a crown would be cool. I'd be fine with that, you know, uh, That's a great so, and then, thing, you, know, you know, take pictures with me, like, Hey, or you know, hold me up as a crown over your head. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I, I always thought about being cremated because then I could just make all of my children take a little bit of my ashes, but then yeah. I'm that's kind of mean. I, I said I would have like all this jewelry made. Mm-hmm. You can be pressed into a diamond. Did you know that? Oh, I yes, heard I that. Did. Oh yes. Yes. I'm like, wow. That that just seems like it goes to the whole worth more dead than alive thing. And I'm not <laughs> sure that I want to. I want anybody to be like, well, we were sure waiting for mom to get this wing. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I really don't thought mom would be bigger. Be best, I don't know. The best route for me to go. Don't tell my kids. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, I will not be made into jewelry. Oh God, no, maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You got like a belly button ring vibe about you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, could be I think that could I mean, be cool. Just, just please not? don't make me a nose ring. But no, I, mean, I would be, ring. I would make a lovely set of little, you know, you rings. You're and is it actually anything. considered a diamond? Like, is it valued like a diamond, or is it cubic zirconia? Because I need to know. Yeah. Going, like, I need to know my worth. Gemstone. Mm-hmm. This is great, A gemstone. <laughs> oh, guys, my don't face get... hurts. My face hurts. <laughs> just don't, just don't get it twisted up. So, oh man, yeah. yeah. But well, I, look into I'm that for you. I don't know if you're for... a real diamond at that point or or what happens, but you're a diamond in my book every day, one hundred percent. I appreciate that. I'm telling you what, I just love sitting and talking to you, ladies, and. And so the, what you were talking about with your students, that's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, classrooms are our are, are family. Um, and I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in like um, remembering that we, you know, we have this set of rules. We need to accomplish all these things. And boy, do teachers have their plates piled high with mm-hmm. you have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, right? Mm-hmm. And fit it all into a year. <laughs> yeah right anyway 
Um, and in the meantime, you have students who are real people coming in with real things that are happening in their lives, whether those are great things or not so great things. Um, and all of that is context for learning. Yeah. So if there's one thing that we can learn about the classroom, that is a classroom of human beings who are having real experiences in real time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, as teachers, people get up in the morning and go to school and know that there have been, you know, umpteen mass shootings. You don't know what the what the recipe is or what the factor is that could cause that. And, you know, to be afraid, but also to know that at the end of the day, I can't also can't think of a teacher who wouldn't lay down their life for their kids. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but that's a big, tall order to ask them to film. It is. And that's another reason why, if we're going to do this right, when it comes to social and emotional learning in schools, we need to create a social and emotional learning context for everybody in the school. Mm-hmm. Getting to know what your triggers are, what the things are that you need during the day to really feel valued as a teacher, to feel valued as a student, to feel like you belong. What does your community, your family look like in the school community? And how are we creating that opportunity? Um, sometimes I wish that we could throw some of the, all of the other stuff out the window, like the testing mm-hmm. and all those things, and just say, how are our kids showing up and do they feel like they belong? Right. If we spent all day focusing on just that piece, and there are a lot of teachers who do, you know, mm-hmm. and still manage, you know, for kids to learn because I mean, hello, light bulb, light bulb. Mm-hmm. Kids learn when they feel like they're in a safe environment where people mm-hmm. care about them and where, you know, where that can happen, where they have room to make mistakes, where they um, don't feel like every evaluation is comparing them to a million other kids that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and teachers aren't feeling like, well, you're failing everybody because your kids aren't dot, dot, dot. Um, This is a collective community thing and it has to be approached like that. And so I just, I hope we're taking good care of teachers. I hope we're taking good care of administrators. Yeah. Those are the, the, you know, the ones who have to come down the hallway (laughs) and what they're supposed to do. Right. Um, But it's also a lot because they're that, ability to pivot when things are going really wrong yeah. um, mm-hmm. is important too. So I just keep a lot of good thoughts for our schools, for our educators, for um, for our students and, and for families at home too, who are like, I don't even know, you know, how do yeah. I send my kids the next day after something happens? Right. Um, but there's, there's a lot out there to be thankful for. And I think that we can be thankful that we do still have learning communities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I hope that never goes away. Even if we can absorb everything through some kind of chip that gets <laughs> in our brain. It's coming. I'm hoping they've already put one in mind so that they can just do it up when it's time to <laughs> Wouldn't go. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, right. I want to be like an early adopter. Uh, even if that happens I still want there to be places where we sit together and we talk and we do these things and we learn and we discuss what we learned and you know and just be good to each other right absolutely when things are done so I need to ask about your shirt because it says (laughs) let's eat kids 
<laughs> All right. All right. I actually talked about this a little bit before you got in here. Oh, I disappeared. Here we go. Live. All right. Yeah. Let's eat kids. Let's eat kids. Dinosaur punctuation saves lives. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. And <laughs> that's so great. probably a favorite shirt of any of your students. Okay. Yeah. All right. And yes, they just, they want to know where, you know, are we, are we okay in this classroom? Like, you want to, you want to learn about commas real fast. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and taking that necessary breathing pause or whatever in the sentence <laughs> yeah. at this. Those grim this fairy tales. Probably. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like you are people because there's a distinct possibility there. There is. Look out for, you, know, <laughs> you need your own, you need your own Amazon storefront, Marissa. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that Can be you amazing? imagine? Yeah, Can right. Imagine worn by Marissa. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my future. On online, um, inspired. That's, that's right. Mm -hmm. Put it in the merch store, which I've been working on. I'll have everybody out there know. Okay, www.onlineandinspired.com. There's a link to our store, and right now I'm working on moving over the same merch to our Facebook shop so that you can purchase things uh, for online inspired. And of course, I'm always looking for new ideas of what you want to see on there. And uh, maybe we'll get creative and have some cross merchandising with some of my Ooh. awesome t-shirts at some point. <laughs> we have uh, nice. a lot of wonderful oh, people coming perfect. out. So. Uh, That's branding right you. there. You've got your koozie. It came. <laughs> the last time Mary was on, we had uh, we were running a equity is everything uh, social media ask of people. And she had talked about equity on our, on our podcast and we were able to send her a koozie. So thanks for the wrap. I appreciate that. <laughs> Glad it got to you. It's okay. awesome. It's awesome. It is. Oh, oh, it is. We only have five minutes left and we've already had you on. So we've talked about books. We've talked about all that kind of stuff, but I would like to give you one minute to talk about your stuff. But before that, last time you said you work with survivors of human trafficking, and I know that caught the attention of some of our listeners. And can you talk briefly about what you do and are you with an agency or what, what's, what's up? So um, I have um, been friends for years with someone who um, actually is over a lot of this work for the Office of Victims of Crime, which is the, the federal agency. Okay. Um, and one of the things that we do is to provide technical assistance to those agencies that are like boots on the ground, like the, the organizations that are providing support for survivors. And that okay. means that, you know, people can come in in a lot of different ways. It's like, for example, you have a women's shelter um, for um, women who are experiencing domestic violence. And when they come into the shelter, then they're being screened for a lot of different things. Like, what are some of the services we need to offer? How can we provide the best supports? And times there are um, screeners that help you to understand whether this is a trafficking situation. So um, when you think about the things that you that you get every day or that you do every day. When you go to the store and you see someone on the corner who is um, you know, maybe asking for money, sometimes there are groups of people that are being trafficked labor trafficking wise and they're only um, resources that someone is having them go out there and, and collect. That's not every person that you see on the street, but sometimes, so that's the human um, labor trafficking. And then with sex trafficking, we see that show up in a lot of different industries. Um, some of the adult 
film industries, people are being trafficked into that, um, adult entertainment uh, circumstances, and just a lot of places where people are not um, able to be safe. Sometimes you'll see that with, um, you know, people working on the street as sex workers, um, escort services. So the, whatever way that they interact with um, these organizations that are providing support for survivors, they're being identified and helped with resources to get out of these trafficking situations and um, lots of layers because it can be very dangerous. Um, the movie Taken was the worst thing ever for trying to work with survivors because people got it in their heads that it looks like Liam Neeson running around mm -hmm. trying to get, you know, girls off these rich boats when in fact it's so much more nuanced than that, um, mm. that what is helpful, I think, is if you're involved in, you know, in schools right now is reaching out to, you know, like your local task force to um, Polaris is a, is a great um, organization that has a lot of national statistics about trafficking, but getting a hold of um, some training so that teachers and administrators and social workers can be trained to kind of screen what might be happening to um, to students in the school. And that's all the way from, you know, pre-K elementary, all the way up through um, 12th grade. Uh, we see a lot of um, family uh, trafficking that can happen. And so those situations are not always as obvious to everyone, right? right. But you might suspect some abuse or some neglect and you might be um, able to um, make DCS aware of that and say, we think that there might be some other things going on. And they also can screen um, for trafficking and get um, those children the resources that they need. Um, you know, we have some very vulnerable communities, especially among women and, and um, children, but also um, young men, um, students who identify as part of the LGBTQ community. So it's really important to be aware, raise your own awareness, um, mm -hmm. but also continue to make sure that the organizations that you're with, libraries, um, you know, any restaurants or places where you see things happening. And if you see something being able to say, I, I know where to call, I think yeah. I've seen this um, and get as much information as you can to provide to someone so that there can be an intervention. And, and that's really our, you know, greater responsibility. Another thing to add to the plate of, you know, teachers and, and um, hospitals and, and everyone else who's on the front line, but definitely worth it yeah. um, because people are very crafty mm -hmm. at how they're soliciting, how they're, you know, um, coercing and, um, you know, there's a market out there, right? Yeah. There are people that are willing to pay for some, some very unsavory and dangerous things, but, um, but we can, we can help survivors. And I think that's really important. And I'd love to, you know, to share that with people and to talk more about it and, and help them with resources and training. So, um, you know, they can, you can give them my email address and they can Fantastic. reach out to me and I'd be glad to talk more with them about it. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we will definitely do that. I uh, have to get before we put out anything about this podcast, we 100 percent need to get some birthday photos from you, though. So <laughs> yeah. that's what's going out promotion wise today. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it is one o'clock and I know that everybody has a bunch of things on their plate. And so we are going to wrap up for today. But as always, I adore having you on and cannot thank you enough. And I know this is not going to be the last mm -hmm. time that we hear from you because I want you on just to to hear you talk. <laughs> hey, I love it. Thank you so much for just inviting me and for um, 
for a chance to celebrate with you all. Yes. And I want pictures of your birthday. So I'll be listening and absolutely how this goes. And just remember whatever you enjoy. (laughs) Celebrate you. Do that. I love that. You're an inspiration. (laughs) Activate. (laughs) Your words are beautiful, Mary. They are healing. I really am inspired by um, your speaking about grieving today and making sure that we're doing doing that um, so that we can continue celebrating the wonderful time. So I really, really took that piece home. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emily, Marissa. We've got to run into each other at more things. We do. Um, We really do. We need to make that happen. (laughs) We have to do that. You ladies have a wonderful afternoon and thank you so much again. I know we'll all connect again very soon. Thank you again. And happy birthday one more time. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday (laughs) to you, friend. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. again. Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online inspired and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for online and inspired where you can also find our personal handles and of course, plenty of baby pictures. You can also visit our website, which features our swag shop at www.onlineandinspired.com. And if you are looking for position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.